Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of It's Brewing at McEwen, a USF baseball podcast. I'm your host, Mark Giardino, and today we've got the whole gang back together. I'll be joined by both of my co-hosts, Matthew Giardino and John Kaplan. Today's episode features the three of us giving our reactions to opening weekend, breaking down what we saw from the pitching staff and position players, and answering fan questions that were submitted to us on social media. The Bulls won the season opener on Friday night 8-7, but then dropped the final two games of the series. We recorded this show on Monday night, February 20th, 2023, but once you hear this, it will be Tuesday, and that means the Florida Gators are in town for a huge matchup at the Red. The game with the Gators tonight is the first in a stretch of five games in six days for the Bulls. Without further ado, let's get into the show. To to John, uh, maybe to get your uh, initial reaction on on what you saw this past weekend. So as a whole, I would say that um, it was an entertaining series. Um, the score definitely did not reflect the level of competition that was present on all three uh, for all three games. For from from my end, though, like I feel like with the pitching, um, I was relatively uh, pleased with you know the outcomes of individual performances, um, but more so just kind of perplexed at like where these pitchers were coming in, and I mean, if from listening to our podcast last week talking about the pitching staff and then seeing what happened. I mean, for one, it goes to show that like (laughs) we sometimes we have zero idea what the heck's going to happen on field. And it also shows us that I think that, um, I think that we're still kind of looking at like an evaluation period almost. It it seems like I, I can't say that for certain, but, um, if that's the case, that's there's a lot there to talk about. But um, as far as hard, as far as effort, um, as far as entertainment value, you know, it was all it was all there. Um, the crowd was great, and um, just the result on the weekend isn't as desirable as the one on Friday. But we were able to steal a win from a ranked team to open the season. We got a good look at some young players on both sides of the field, and um, Honestly, I was pretty fired up for the all weekend baseball. It was great. Matt, what's your kind of reaction to what you saw this past weekend? Yeah, kind of going off of what John was saying, I think it was great to to see a lot of new faces. I think in total we have about 19 new additions to this ball club. But I, I think one thing that's kind of frustrating is, you know, knowing that we have the talent that we do have and uh you know, I, I think there was a lot of opportunities to to put guys in different situations that may have been a little bit more conducive of of better outcomes for the, the overall team. Um, but I think that, like John was saying, there was a lot of really great individual performances. Um, you know, you look at guys like Daniel and you look at guys like Travis Sankovich on the offensive side of things. Both of those guys had really great series and put the ball in play a lot. Um, you know, I, I think one thing that's going to be really key is to learn from this series and 
kind of get some consistency across the board in terms of understanding which guys to put, you know, one through four in the lineup or, you know, under understanding which guys to, you know, put in those pivotal spots in the rotation or, uh, you know, coming into the game and in, in close ball games in the bullpen. Yeah. And, and for me, um, you know, I saw a lot of positives this weekend. I really liked uh, some performances we got um, from some returners and some of the new guys. I mean, Bobby Bozer, uh, sophomore, had a great weekend. Um, you know, he played a decent amount as a freshman last year. He had a really good summer, uh, as we kind of mentioned before, with the summer league and um, where he got his batting average up and he was the MVP of the league. And we were all anticipating to see if that breakthrough that he had over the summer was going to carry over to his sophomore year. And, um, you know, he really started this year off with a bang. He he went four for nine. Um, he walked three times. He batted 444 on the weekend. He had two home runs. Um, he just had a, a, a monster weekend. And he uh, played at shortstop, which was a little bit surprising. We kind of thought it might be um, Stanton Luthner, Eric Snow, but he actually mainly held down the shortstop role. And then uh, from a from a newcomer standpoint, I mean, Travis Sankovic, uh, like you said, had a, a, a great weekend. He went seven for 12. Um, he had three RBIs, um, you know, 583 batting average on the weekend. Uh, he's a fifth year senior, transferred in from Marshall. And not only did he hit well, too, but in the hot corner and third base, I mean, he made every single play. Um, no errors, just played clean, good baseball. And, and that was, that was great to see. So, um, a lot of positives I, I feel like as well. Um, but like, like you guys are saying, um, some things that we would have maybe liked to see, um, coming out an opening weekend, I would have liked to see that the roles would have already been a little more defined. Um, you know, I feel like the evaluation period, uh, for who you want to be your starters, to me, is the fall ball and and also the spring camp. And um, to me, I just saw a lot of different mixing and matching in the one through four spots in the batting order. Um, I was kind of hoping to see just a little more consistency there. For example, um, on all three days, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we had a different leadoff hitter each day. Uh, we had a different three-hole hitter. I'm sorry, we had a different second hole hitter and we had a different cleanup hitter each day. Um, you know, just being around baseball my whole life and, you know, following a lot of other uh, college teams as well. You know, the teams that have success and, and that, that host regionals, you know, they they have a consistent one through four every game um, because, you know, those are the guys that you really want to get the most at bats. And, having a defined order for those guys is important as well, because that is going to allow each of those guys to know their, their role and what their job is within the offense. If you're a leadoff hitter, it's a different mentality than being a cleanup hitter. And if the more practice you get at your role, if you get to practice being a leadoff hitter, every time you go out there, that's going to make you a better leadoff hitter versus having to hit in different places in the order. So that's just kind of the one thing that 
I would have liked to see differently this past weekend. And hopefully uh, going forward, you know, those roles will get, get more defined, but um, John, I, I want to let you talk a little more about, about pitching. Um, who are some of the, the pitchers that um, maybe talk about some performances that stood out to you uh, from a, from a pitching standpoint? Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, so for starters and the, the win Friday night, um, Hunter, Hunter Mink really um, kind of made a name for himself for like a, almost like a shoe in for a weekend, a weekend starter for us. Um, I was really surprised, um, pleasantly surprised because all we've ever seen are, you know, <clears throat> the role we've seen him excel in is one to two inning, you know, uh, bullpen, late bullpen relief appearances and being shut down at the back end. But uh, he made the switch this off season and um, I truly didn't know how it was going to go, but uh, he, I think he gave up uh, three hits. He only walked one, one batter struck out five. So, I mean, that's a really good stat line and he didn't give anything away for free. Um, <clears throat> he did have, one pitch where um, he wishes he could have it back. I, I know that. But uh, other than that, it was really – he shined all night long. Um, and we got another – we got a, definitely a captain-esque performance out of uh, Hootie as well. Um, he went four and two-thirds to, uh, to answer Hunter Mink's four. Um, he gave up four hits, one earned, and – the stat line that I love is, is walks and um, Hootie did not have a single walk on the night while striking out four. Um, anybody who wasn't at the games, I mean, needs to understand that one of every three of these hitters, not to put Maryland on a pedestal because I feel like we were very competitive with them. Um, we'll get more into that, but uh, one of out of every three of their hitters is an All-American. They had three All-Americans, uh, maybe even four, in their lineup, and they're extremely competitive. I think this is only the beginning of what we're going to be able to see out of our uh, starting rotation and our bullpen. But um, those two starts – I mean, even Austin Grouse was impressive in, in spots as well. But um, I think it's an overall as a theme, I just feel like – roles and uh congruency was is is lacking at this stage and it can be chalked up as it's still early in the season early in the season and you know those roles are going to start to define themselves as we move along but it's kind of like to build on your point of that's what fall and spring <clears throat> that's what fall and spring scrimmages are supposed to be for you know to evaluate talent to create that depth chart and formulate a plan for when, you know, the number 12 Maryland team is uh, in Tampa. But um, I would like to see, I mean, just to further address uh, this starting rotation, we all had uh, Bug as the Friday night guy, Jackson as the Saturday night guy, and then we find out come, you know, come game time that they're first out of the bullpen, and we really, it's really – I know I was not the only person shocked by this. Um, I think they belong in the rotation. Um, I hope whatever evaluation period was going on is over. And I think that we need to stick to what we know 
and work in the unknowns at the right times because we're we're not facing Niagara anymore. We're not we're not facing Bradley. We're 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 facing Maryland. We're facing UF. We're facing good teams out of the gate for the non-conference opponents. And I think that evaluating our best talent is equally as important as eva- as evaluating all of our talent holistically. You know, there's going to be a time for everyone to get in the game, but we need to create structure early on because you were talking about how the leadoff hitter, you know, not to go in y'all's avenue, but it's not, not only is it going to, it's going to change how they train, you know, too, just like a starting pitcher versus a bullpen pitcher. It's going to change how they train. So I really think it's important to establish structure and roles early on. That way, when conference play starts, we're taking the entire conference by storm because that's I, I know for certain that this this roster is capable of doing it, especially after uh, watching the first three games of the season. But I, that my main thing is just uh, we need roles. Yeah, I think those are all good points. I have to say, like Friday night, it was huge to get that win, right? People within the program have said the goal this season is to win the conference, to host a regional, um, you know, to to go on from there. In order to, you know, make it to the NCAA tournament and potentially host a regional, you got to – every game counts. Every game on the schedule counts equally. A win right now is just as important as a win at the end of the year because it all goes to your RPI. And your RPI is really what the committee uses to to select uh, the teams from at-large bids. And if you don't get an at-large bid, you have to go to Clearwater and and win that whole thing, which is very difficult to do. So um, I feel like when we won that game on Friday night, it was really setting up such a great opportunity um, where, you know, we scored eight runs on Friday night. Saturday, I was I was really expecting that we would come out with the same lineup that had won that game the night before, and uh, you know, it ends up that we end up making uh, multiple substitutions, and um, I just to me that was just made it more feel like it was an evaluation game than a game of, hey, we this is an opportunity to win the series against number 13 team in the country. Let's go with the top nine hitters that we evaluated in the fall, in the spring, and stick with them. And um, to me, it was just surprising to, to, to change that overnight when you had such a good opportunity um, to, to win a series. And um, so, yeah. Kind of, we kind of gave our our broad kind of takes on on the weekend and everything, but I want to take it back to to pitching. Um, so John, um, in terms of pitching, you know, one of the positives from the weekend was um a lot of different guys uh, appeared during the weekend. It was actually uh fourteen of the I think it's seventeen pitchers on the roster um <laughs> got to pitch. Uh, so. You know, you get to see a lot of guys. You get to see what kind of stuff they have. 
um, from seeing what you saw, um, what type of roles do you think some of these guys are going to be fitting into, or, or at least do you think that they should be fitting into um, from you know, what you saw? I think um, one thing that carries over from uh, last week is absolutely it's going to depend on what happens with the starting rotation. I, I mean, um, the general theme of what I'm hearing is that that is not going to be our starting rotation moving forward. And I would really hope that we get to a point where we have like a one through four, which I think we do, uh, or at least they have an idea, but I'm going to say that I think that, I mean, if Ethan and Jackson are not in the rotation, then they are absolutely my first out of the bullpen for on each side from the left and the right side. Um, I was really impressed with both of their outings. Um, I know uh, Bo ran into a little trouble with walks, but uh, he fought his ass off. And then um, Jackson went uh, one and a third and um, didn't, didn't give up any walks. Uh, getting to see uh, his outing on TV as opposed to in person. I got to see a bunch of different angles and, and hit the life on all of his pitches was exactly as advertised. So um, they would absolutely be my first out of the bullpen, but I really think that they're going to end up in the rotation. So with, with that being said, we didn't get to see CA. Um, I think CA is going to have um, a, a huge place in the um, bullpen rotation from the left side. Um, but uh I would say that for as for the closing role, if we are going to establish a closer, um, it was a limited uh, sample size, but I really liked what I saw out of Riley's scheme. Um, not like overpowering stuff with his fastball, but uh, he was sitting low to mid-90s, and his, that slider is what would make him an elite closer because – you don't need three pitches to be a great closer. Look at Mariano Rivera. Like you just need command of one great pitch. And I'm telling you right now, that's, that's probably one of the best sliders on the entire staff. Um, it was, uh, it had a lot of cut and a lot of bite. And um, I think he could be a good closer as far as bullpen. Um, I really liked seeing, um, Justin Jackson get in the call. It was very unexpected for me, but um, he answered the call and did so really extremely well, in my opinion. I think he struck out two. Um, he also did not walk anybody. Uh, the, I feel like the people we've really highlighted thus, so far um, are kind of outliers in a theme that was also present last season in walks. Um we had 18 on the weekend, and that number is way too high. So we also have to address that. But as far as uh, bullpen rotation, I still have to go with Tanner Mink. Um, he was struggling leaving the ball up a little bit, but when he when he did get control of that, his stuff was incredible to watch. Um, I think CA is probably going to be one of the first lefties out of the bullpen. Um 
And from there, I mean, it's really just going to be hot hand because uh, Ponsack had a less than desirable outing, but I still that that has zero bearing on the role that I think he's going to have for our team moving forward. You know, um, also uh, Chandler Dorsey, he was one of the names that I was a little less familiar with coming into the season. Even he could be evaluated for a closing role because he was electric. Yeah, and uh, kind of just to go back on one more thing with pitching, I think uh, one name you didn't mention, John, is Lawson Gailey. And, uh, you know, he, he came into the game in a really tough situation with the bases loaded. And I think, uh, you know, he had a, a challenging at-bat or a, a challenging hitter to face, guy that, uh, you know, really is known for his power and, you know, he got a, a fastball up in the zone and, you know, he put it away. And I, I think after that, you know, he really had a, a really strong outing and showed a lot of composure on the mound. And uh, I think that, you know, he's he's kind of set himself up for a pretty successful freshman year. And I think, uh, you know, his, his stuff is, is pretty top notch as well. And he uh, he also didn't have any any walks either. So I think that, uh, you know, he's a guy that, you know, we're looking to uh, to really rely on. Kind of like we relied on Joey Bellini last year as a freshman. I think that, uh, you know, he could fill a similar role uh, coming out of the bullpen. Um, we got a few questions on Twitter. Um, I'll bring up some of them. So we had a question from at HeathHunt75. Conference play has been a big issue the last few years. How does this year's team stack up in the AAC? Um, my my take on that is really just, you know, it's really not even about AAC or not AAC because our our schedule right now is just as difficult or more difficult than what we'll see in the AAC. Um, so really it's going to be about can we start building an identity as a good baseball team? Can we start having uh, a consistent lineup? Um, you know, really truly identifying who are the the eight or nine guys that need to be, or, you know, seven, or eight, nine guys that need to be in the lineup every day. You might have one or two, you know, changes lineup wise, uh, maybe in a platoon situation, or you want to give a catcher a day off. But I think there needs to be a defined starter at every at every uh, position, and and you know as long as we do that, the the talent on the team is is good enough to to we 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 almost won a series against the number thirteen team in the country, and if you can do that, you can do well in the AAC. So that that's kind of my my take on that. Um, we had another question from Jared Chandler. Uh, do you expect the weekend rotation to change? If so, in what way? Um, I'll kind of kick that to John. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think it. we could see some um, names floating around, but I, I w- I'm going to stick to my hand and say that uh, I think that our Friday night starter should be um, Ethan Brown. He had a great outing out of the bullpen, but um, – he really made a name for himself as a bull, as a starter last season. Um, 
I think Jackson needs to be our Saturday guy. Um, he mixes mixes his pitches up well. Um, he's got the velo to, um, you know, keep batters on their toes. And with what we saw from Hunter, I think he would be a great Sunday starter. So I think uh, right there, Bug, Jackson, and um, Hunter Mink would be my ideal weekend rotation. Where do you put Hootie then? Weekend or midweek starter. He would be a great midweek starter. Or you keep him, have him coming out first, first lefty out of the pen. Have CA come come in after him. Have CA more, be more of a uh, late bullpen guy. Um, but Hootie uh, absolutely was impressive. But he's going to be impressive no matter where he where he's plugged in because he's one one of if not the smartest pitcher on our staff, baseball IQ wise. Yeah, no, he he's the guy that could be successful in any role. I mean. You know, he already proved Which is great. Team. Yeah, exactly. Which maybe not everybody has the versatility that Hootie has. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's fair to say that you could put him in different roles for sure. Um, but, yeah, no, I feel like I feel like he's somebody that I kind of do expect to stay in the weekend rotation just because of his performance. But, you know, I, I, I feel like – I feel like to go back to Jared's original question – yeah, I do think the weekend rotation will change to some extent, kind of like John said. You know, there are guys who, you know, we only got to see them pitch a couple innings this past weekend, but watching them, you could see that they have the makings of a of a quality weekend starting pitcher. Some of the names he mentioned, Jackson Cawthorn and Ethan Brown, um, you know, that's kind of like their profile. They are starting pitchers uh, from their backgrounds, so – uh, yeah, you could you could expect changes uh, in the weekend rotation just depending on how things go. Um, there's also a question from uh, at Coach AJC12 on Twitter. Um, he says a lot of questions about the pitching staff, but that was a tough lineup to open on for such a young staff. So my question is, what do you think of Britcher in right field? And which of the three catchers did you like the most? Matt. Yeah, I, yeah, go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I think um, in terms of Brocher and right field, I think that, you know, that he's such a versatile player. Um, you know, you could put him at any of the three outfield positions, and I, I think he's going to field that position at an above-replacement-level player. Um, but I think that I think it offers him a lot of opportunities to cover a lot of ground in right field. And, you know, I, I think throughout the season, you might see him rob a couple of home runs as well, um, especially with his height and his athleticism. Um, and then what was the second part of the question? Oh, uh, the catchers. We got to see three catchers this past weekend. Who do you think is, you know, who was your or who, who do you think is like the starter? Or, or yeah, I I think yeah. there hasn't been enough time um really for me to to really make a determination. Um obviously they they all had one start apiece and 
my opinion of each of them didn't necessarily change a whole lot um, through watching. I think one thing that is important is I think we're going to probably have to give Nelson Rivera a lot more time behind the plate and maybe not necessarily play as much around with uh, that position just because, you know, he comes from a lot of experience and, um, you know, he held down that position really well last year and had really strong, uh, you know, half second half of the season and started to develop a lot of ways in, in his power and he carried that over into the summer. Yeah. Matt, and to kind of build on what you said, um, I think with catcher, kind of looked just like we said with Moat, with every other position really, but especially catcher. I think you got to pick a starter and go with your guy because that's another position that continuity is important. Building that relationship with the pitchers, knowing that right, that this is your catcher, this is your guy. Um, if you, if you're a pitcher and you have that relationship and you know what to expect, um, yeah. And I think the fact that Nelson Rivera is kind of, that's, that's really his position. He's not a guy you're going to stick in left field. Um, whereas you could do that with Ben Rosenblum, or you could do that with Monke. Nelson Rivera is a catcher and he's a good one. And, um, you know, he's always had a, penchant for clutch hits um you know when he was just a true freshman at the university of florida regional he was getting a big hit against the gators get the rally you know rbi in the first inning like last season in the conference tournament he hit a grand slam he's in his third year of the program he's a catcher i think he needs to be the everyday catcher to me catcher is a position where you have your main guy out there every day, but when he needs a day off, like, cause it a busy week, you know, you give him one day off, maybe put the backup in, but no, you don't, you know, you don't have three catchers. You have, you have a starting catcher and you have a backup in my opinion. I had a couple other questions. These came from Instagram. Um, Drew Humphrey, uh, shout out to you. He said, not a question, just saying, I love the show. Thank you for that. Um, he also said, uh, what were your thoughts on the offense against Maryland and thoughts on the offense against Florida coming up? Um, yeah, so I think the offense against Maryland, um, we had some good moments. Um, we kind of struck out probably more than uh, I, I would like to see. Um, 28 strikeouts in 112 plate appearances that's striking out 25% of the time, which is uh, an even higher rate than we struck out last season. So um, that needs to be cleaned up, but we did uh, have some, we did, you know, we were able to score runs, you know, eight runs the first night, um, second game, not as much, but you know, it, there, there's the, the offense uh, looks all the pieces are in place. Uh, like I said before, earlier in the show that guys need to have consistent spots in the batting order and know what their role is on the offense and, and just get good at that. And, um, you know, so that's kind of my thoughts, but going up against the Gators is always going to be tough. You know, they're, they're going to have great depth with their pitching staff. So even though, you know, you're facing their, their midweek players, uh, to Tuesday, Wednesday night, 
you're probably still going to be getting guys in the in the mid 90s. Um, so it's not going to be easy, but you know we just faced great arms this past weekend, so it's not going to be anything new. Um, our guys will be ready for it. I, I kind of want to add something to to the the offense. Uh, you know, this past series, I, I think you know Friday night we uh, you know did an awesome job of getting to uh, what was considered a preseason All American um, by multiple baseball publications. You know, scoring eight runs on on that level of talent pitching is is something to be really proud of. Yeah. One thing about the offense is uh, last season, I feel like, um, you know, our ceiling for competing with teams uh, via via like the route of small ball playing small ball, it it was pretty low. You know, I feel like we were every every hitter was trying to be the guy. You know, to who's going to hit the next one out. You know, and don't get me wrong. We hit a lot of home runs last year, but uh, there's times when, you know, small ball is the answer. And um, one one thing that I'd like to say is that not only does Senkovich add a variable on defense that is a game changer, but seven hits on the weekend, he was just a rally. He, him, he was a, a catalyst for, for rallies all weekend long. Um, and... You know, I don't know how many singles there were in there, but he only had two doubles, so five of them were singles. You know, I would really like to see this team, you know, go station to station, you know, um, and 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 win via small ball too. Um, and that's that's very exciting for me. Let me uh, get to another question uh, from Instagram. Early looks for who is going to be the captain. Who is going to be the leader for the team based on what you saw this past weekend? Um, I'll, I'll kind of let everybody give their their take. For me, it's it's still Daniel Cantu. He had a great productive um, week uh, week weekend at the plate. Um, he was four for eleven. He had a home run. He scored. He scored five runs. Um, you know, he he drew a walk. He only struck out twice. Um, he 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 had a really productive weekend at the plate um played solid at first base as well made some really nice plays um you know and he he's in his fourth year and he was a key part of the 2021 team and you know he's just uh brings so much positive energy to the team each day and and he he's to me he's he's the captain but i'm happy to hear what john and matt have to say yeah i think that when you talk about captain i think that you can you can talk about it as, as one, one captain, or you can look at offensive, you know, and pitching, you know, I feel like um, from, from like a team standpoint overall, I think loud and clear it's uh, Daniel Cantu, especially from like an offensive standpoint. And also I feel like his role um, just as a overall commander on the defense is more prominent um, at first base, and he's been playing some really good first base from what I've seen both in scrimmages and in the opening weekend. And as for uh, leader of the pitching staff, um, I'm, I'm kind of torn between two players, but um, I'll go with Ethan Brown. Um, you know, 
he was the first one out on the field to, you know, dap up the players and keep everybody's minds right. And he was vocal. He was uh, picking players up, you know, and I mean, he's a senior, so uh, that's he's he's playing his role and doing it well. So I think him and Cantu, for me, are probably my two leaders in the dugout. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one as well. Um, Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I think um, you know it's kind of more about you know experience and I I think passion and uh, I think there's you know, quite a few guys on our team that really exemplify those traits. And for me, I, I think, you know, you're, you're pretty spot on about Daniel Cantu. Um, I think that's the most clear cut guy when you think of captain on this team, but, you know, you look at the pitching staff and you look at you guys like Nolan Hootie. Um, I think one thing that really stood out to me was, you know, even though the double play was reversed on on Saturday, but you know the, the type of passion and emotion that a guy like that shows when his teammates big make a big play like that, you know he was pumping his fists and you could just see how much like you know winning as a team means to him, and uh, I, I think that that really shows what kind of person he is. I think beyond that. You know, we, we also have guys that are a little bit more maybe quiet leaders on the team. And, you know, you look at guys like Ben Rosenblum and you look at Nelson Rivera. Um, you know, both uh, both those guys have a lot of experience. And, um, you know, whether they are having a, a good game or a bad game, I, I think that those guys are role models for a lot of the younger kids on the team. I'm 11 out of 10 invested in this roster after losing – two out of three to Maryland, 11 out of 10. And that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. I, I mean, I, know, I think, I know we all are. I think, I think my closing thought is kind of very similar to, to yours. My closing thought is, you know, from what I saw this past weekend, I mean, this roster is a lot better talent wise than last year's. As a, way as, a, as a yeah, way deeper, and our defense has improved tremendously. We really only had one error that I could I could think of, um, which is a huge improvement. Um, you know, guys have appeared to have really shown some growth in the off season. Like Bobby Bozer seems to have really taken a step forward. Um, the some pitchers really showed that they've got some really nasty stuff or like good mound presence. There's I could I could name a positive trait that I saw in every pitcher that appeared. And we saw uh 14 out of the 17 pitchers. And that's actually one other uh fan question was, you know, why were some of the bullpen players not used? But you know, we saw a lot of them. We saw 14 out of 17. There was really only three guys um that that didn't really get action yet. But uh you can you can expect everybody to be used definitely within the next two days against the Gators. But you know, my closing thought really is is all the potential is there to 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 achieve the goals that this team wants. They want to win the conference. They want to go to the NCAA's, and all the talent is there. It's just um, can we uh, 
you know, solidify the roles. You know, you have, need to have your starters, you have your backups, you have your third strings, and just keep it that simple. Like, you know, that's what all the good teams that are that are uh, achieving those goals are, are doing. They they have their depth chart set up, and you know that it's it they have a they have a system in place. And um, I think as long as that happens, the the guys on this team they can get the job done from from a player standpoint for sure. Any closing thoughts, Matt? Yeah. So I like like you said, I think from a personnel standpoint. You know, we're we're probably the deepest that we've been as a team since maybe that 2018 team that we had um, that was pretty successful. I think, uh, you, you know, I think you summarized it pretty well, um, finding the right roles for the guys and, um, you know, being able to put them in a position where they could find success, um, you know, finding the right matchups for the guys um, at any given time and, and being able to to put those people into positions of, you know, where they're going to have the best outcomes. Um, I think that that's really what it comes down to. And uh, overall, I think we have the right players in, in place and um, really excited about a lot of things I saw over the past weekend. And, uh, you know, I, I think one thing that I'm really excited about is a lot of the young kids um, they looked a lot older um, out on the field than you know you typically would expect from a freshman. Uh, a lot of a lot of composure on the mound, and I think uh, you know in terms of at the plate, there's some you know some experience to gain there. Um, but overall, the talent is is pretty clearly uh, visible, and uh, you know I, I think that uh, as long as everything is is put in the right place we're going to have a pretty successful season this year sweet yeah i think everybody uh closing thoughts i i agree with them as well and i feel like um you know we're all excited uh for this upcoming week we get to see uh five usf baseball games in the span of six days yeah five games in six days that's going to be Pretty fun. We're going to see a lot. We're going to learn a lot more about the team. Um, you know, we're all looking forward to it. Um, Matt and I are actually going to be in Boca Raton for the Saturday and Sunday games. Um, you know, so we can't wait. And we're just looking forward to the, this upcoming week. So uh, with that, um, do you guys have any thoughts uh, going forward into these next two games against the Gators? Um, I think you covered it pretty well. Mark, I think we know anytime you play against the Gators, you, you know you're going to be facing elite level competition. Um, we've had we have a pretty good track record against them, so it's always an, it's always exciting uh, when we go up against them. Um, <clears throat> we know what we're going to get from their pitching staff. They're going to be deep. They're going to have below. They're going to have multiple guys, um, but. Uh, I know that I'm, I believe that we're going to be able to see um, Jack Siebert uh, get his first start. And um, I know we're all pretty fired up about that. So um, that is going to be, I believe, Tuesday night at home if, if our calculations are correct. So hopefully we can get to see um, 
the hard work that uh, he's been putting in all summer and fall payoff. For sure. And I'll, I'll give a quick shout out to the two pitchers that, that besides Jack Siebert that we haven't seen yet. Um, Josh Cohn is a true freshman from Bradenton that, you know, I, I've been really high on and all the podcasts uh, that we've done. Um, you know, I, again, I saw him in the fall and he, he was uh, really effective in, in the fall scrimmage that I saw. And I'm looking forward to his debut. And uh, we're also looking forward to Parker CA's debut. Um, you know, the guy we've also talked about a lot, another left-handed pitcher, just like Josh Cohn. Um, you know, he's a little different. He's coming from Juco where he spent three years actually because of the COVID year. So he's an older guy. He's a veteran. Um, you know, we're really looking forward to seeing his debut out of the bullpen too. And uh, yeah, with that, um, you know, we appreciate everybody listening today. Um, you know, we always enjoy talking to USF baseball and, um, you know, we're, we're looking forward to this week. We're going to get to see five games in six days. So, you know, we think we learned a lot this past weekend. We're going to, we're going to learn even more this week. So, so we're really looking forward to it. So thanks, John. Thanks, Matt. Um, talk to you guys soon. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls.